welcome to Headed Someplace, a show where strong, inspiring, enduring women share their stories with us. This week, my friend Sharla Pence talks about her journey adopting a baby as a single mom, what it's like now with that baby girl a senior in high school. Sharla is brave, and not to mention a strong business leader. Friends, meet Sharla. Okay, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. I'm Charlotte Pence. I live in Amarillo, Texas. Um, I am a wearer of many hats and love every one of them, actually. (laughs) I am the second generation of a family-owned business, and we have been in business for 35 years, kind of in a unique industry. And I absolutely love it. I work with my 82-year-old daddy and my brother-in-law, and then we have several uh, phenomenal employees, family, friends, and and folks that we work with. So I love working. I love what I do. But my greatest joy in life is getting to be a mom. Yes. I am a mom to an absolutely phenomenal 17-year-old daughter who's a senior in high school. And that, to me, is my first job. So that's that's kind of what keeps me hopping. That's awesome. Okay, so I always like to start with um, the guests sharing a random fact about themselves that not many people may know. So what's yours? I have absolutely no sense of smell. Do you not? No sense of smell, and my taste is really kind of jacked up. Oh, so uh, I kill my poor child because if it's not hot and spicy, I don't even notice it. <laughs> so she's just like, she doesn't know what to think. So, so do you cook spicy stuff? Yeah, I do. And sometimes too spicy. You're like, oh, that doesn't taste like anything. And everyone else yeah. is dying. <laughs> so I have like my bowl and Grace's bowl, you know. Yeah. So, uh, Has that always been the case or did you like lose it over time? When I was 18, I was in um, an accident on a bicycle. We used to ride long distance biking and stuff. And um, I don't, I really don't even know what happened. I don't remember or recall any of that, but I had a bone come out my ear. Oh. And, yeah, my mastoid bone. And it just kind of shredded that part of my, my brain. So that part kind of looks like. Uh, buckshot. How crazy. Yeah. So, you know, when your kids are little and there's diapers. Hey, it wasn't a problem for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) uh, That is nice. It kind of throws a kink into a couple things. True. But the, hey, the diapers thing, I don't know, might be kind of worth it. I'm all about that. Okay. So you have a daughter. She's a senior? Yes. Okay. And can you tell us about how she came to be in this world? Not how babies are made, but. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is a uh, not born in my stomach, but born in my heart kind of baby. Uh, Grace, I was blessed to be able to adopt her when she was 11 and a half months old from an orphanage in Taganrog, Russia. And I knew about her. I first found out about her when she was seven months old. Then I got a picture of her when she was nine months old and got to hold her on Mother's Day when she was 11 and a half months old. Oh, so that's awesome. uh, so for 16 years, I've gotten to be a mommy. Yes. So kind of that square peg in a round hole and the way I went about it. But it's, it's a God thing. And it every step of it, from her name to everything, is just kind of a, you just see that story unfold. Yes. Did you always think you would adopt? Or how did that even come across your radar? Well, yes and no. I grew up with a little boy who was adopted. And I always thought that was really kind of a cool story. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was going to get my teaching certificate. I was going to get married my senior year in college. I was going to have 2.5 children in a house with a white picket fence. Mm-hmm. And I'm not <laughs> quite sure what happened. What happened? 
But um, that wasn't the plan. And I've been blessed to date some awesome guys and got close to getting married twice. And that wasn't the plan God had. Mm -hmm. But I knew I always wanted to be a mom. And I had a friend who adopted. And I got to watch that process from start to finish and just thought, you know, I think I can do this. Prayed really hard about it. And my role was it would be as a single mom. I worked with some agencies. And the, the answer was always kind of... Here in the U.S., the the birth moms want to be able to place their children in a mommy-daddy home, which I get. I wish that was my scenario. Mm -hmm. But U.S. adoption didn't really open up um, for me just because I didn't quite fit the niche that most of us were looking for. And met an awesome agency out of Abilene and just connected with a social worker. And ironically, she actually went to Russia with us. Oh, awesome. Yeah. um, It just worked out. It was a long process, but it just worked out in perfect timing. So you held her when she was 11 and a half months old, right? Yes. How long from there until you took her home? We were actually there 21 days before I got to take her home. Man, how cool. So you leave and you return and your mom. Yeah. What was that like? Well, you know, Grace and I talk about this a lot because the whole process to be a mom is one thing, but I went to a country that I understood I could ask, where's the bathroom? Thank you. Hello. God bless. That's really about all I need. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I'm in a, and I'm in a part of the country that you grew up here and was the bad guys, you know, right. and you go over there and they're the most accommodating, wonderful, family oriented, oriented people. And so your whole concept you think you're going to happen totally gets flipped on you and you actually fall in love with these people. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you go to this building that looks like it was from the sixties. It was immaculate, but it looked really old and, and kind of disheveled. And you walk in and they're like, okay, sit here. And then they bring this baby that's screaming at the top of her lungs because she <laughs> doesn't know who you are. <laughs> and you're supposed to be just in deathly in love with this child. And you're kind of looking at them like, I don't have a clue who you are. But <laughs> Yeah, kind of an odd deal because I'm in love with you, but I don't know you. Right. Oh, so it was a it was a real weird dynamic, and I'd had a good friend that adopted a little bit before me that told me you cannot feel guilty that you are not completely, deeply, passionately in love with this child at the exact moment they hand them to you. Right. Right. And that was until you're there, that didn't make any sense. But I fell in love with a, a dossier and a two by three picture, and that's all I knew. Right. So I didn't have that interaction a little different than feeling a baby kick in your stomach and things like that. So the concept I was in love with, but it was kind of like, I have this mass of flesh in my lap. I I don't know what I'm doing, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I will say that even, even giving birth, like biologically, I was the same way. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Are you sure you want to give this thing to me? (laughs) Exactly. So had you had a lot of experience with kids before? Were you a kid person, you feel like? I was always the kid person. I was always the one that went and got them out of their laps. My sister has two boys. One of them's 21 and one of them's 18. And to me, I mean, that was my kids, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I always knew I wanted to be a mom. And I always thought, you know, I'm going to have two kids biologically and then I'm going to adopt. And uh, so we're a little past the biological stage right now, but... uh, you know, the adopt part, to me, it's no different. I never felt like that was my adopted kid. Right. You know. Right. It's just, just your girl. Yeah, exactly. So with being a parent of a of a high school, almost college girl, what have been like your favorite phases of motherhood and some of the hardest phases of motherhood? 
You know, that's a great question. Um, I think some of the favorite parts is, and this is going to sound funny, I don't have to share. You know? <laughs> that's true. I can't be you know, she's mad at me, so she goes and talks to his dad. So, I mean, it's kind of uh, all on me, good yeah. and bad. Yeah. But um, it's just fun to watch this whole, you know, it's no different than than you being with your boys. When you see that personality come out, when you see that spirit or that fire come out of them. Yeah. It just fires you up. But just to get to watch them. And, and I mean, I've done everything from being soccer and volleyball coaches to homeroom mom to whatever. Same thing everybody else does. But it's just that one-on-one connection. Right. And and the downside is it's just that one-on-one connection. <laughs> You're 100% full-time yeah. mom. <laughs> yeah. When she's mad at me, there is nobody else to go talk to. Although right. I'm really, really blessed because I've got my family here. But um, it's sometimes that's tough. And, you know, when you're a kid and you have donuts for dad's days and mm, yeah. uh, family step in. I'm sorry. My dog's going crazy. That's okay. Um, <laughs> what's, your dog, what's your dog's name? Remy. Remy, we'll invite you to the show, Remy. She's very active. She's very vocal. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, you have best friends, husbands, or uncles, or grandparents step in some of those rows, but you still kind of feel guilty Mm. that you hadn't been able to give that to them. But um, my kid's amazing. I mean, she's she's gone through that little deal where she's upset, but she also just says, you know, I know what my role, what would have been for me if I wasn't adopted. Yeah. And um, what my potential for life would be at that point. And this is good. I'm yeah. happy. Yeah. Have y'all been back or do you want to go back to Russia? I would absolutely love to go back. Right now, Grace has uh, dual citizenship. Okay. So she's she is still has a Russian citizenship. The problem with that is she could be called into military service. Oh, hey. So, keep her uh, here. <laughs> yeah. We're not going over there until she's 21. Okay. But um, we still keep in touch with a lot of people over there. And, you know, I love Skype and I love FaceTime because we, we definitely do that. It's something she wants to do, but I think it was really important for her to get to a point that emotionally you can handle that. Right. And uh, so one day, but uh, we just, if we're going to do military service, it's not going to be over there. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did people do, family and friends, like to step in where there was a need? Like you're saying, I mean, I think that's so cool that you said sometimes family or friends would step in on those daddy-daughter things. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. I would never think about that. What are some things like that that people did to help you as you were doing this by yourself and running a business? Well, just that. You know, I mean, I got to, I have to make a living. I am the only income. So childcare, for example, it just worked out that my sister, who is brilliant and has amazing degrees and all this stuff, wanted to stay home and take care of her kids and opted to keep a couple other kids to kind of supplement that income. And it worked out that from the first day Grace went anywhere, it was to my sister. So she was raised and nurtured still with family and still with those same principles and morals and raised next to my nephews and cousins. Grace is a pretty confident kid. And I think that was really part of that. Yeah. Uh, So from the, the minute we stepped off the plane, you know, here's my sister and my, my, brother-in-law and the boys and they they are such an integral part of who she is and then my best friend and her husband have stepped in multiple times their kids are like siblings to to grace Mm. and you know just whether it's i've got to go out of town for a meeting 
she may stay with my folks. She may stay with Crystal. She may stay with Stacy. Mm-hmm. Or just, I need a swing set put together. And I can do a lot of things, but I'm clueless on this <laughs> Yeah. You know, here comes Uncle Kyle. Or yeah. uh, teaching her to fish. Teaching her just different things like that. That I have strong men for my 82-year-old dad to know my 18-year-old nephew that show her what good quality men are yeah, and how they love family and they love their spouses and they love their Lord. I love that. It's not the same as having them in-house, but she's got that, that fiber is woven in her. Exactly. Yes. I love hearing just how the body of Christ acts as the body of Christ to fill in the needs. Exactly. So that's awesome. Okay. You mentioned being kind of being engaged or maybe maybe you weren't engaged, but close to being married a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So like dating as a mom, have you done that much? How has that been? What's, what is that like in bringing a, your daughter into that? Uh, <laughs> it's, is it so fun? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, I don't know if it's me or I don't know if it's the role that God's got for me. I don't know what it is. Um, I, you know, I meet people, you talk to some people, you think there's a connection and then it kind of goes somewhere and it doesn't go somewhere. And I think part of it's me and just, this is my season to be a mom. Um, I struggle with that a lot. I've been mad about that a lot, Yeah. but you still just go, okay, Lord, open the door. This was to get open. And I've gotten cracks in the door, but if we hadn't had it, it was swung wide open yet. Right. So. Right. It is hard, and it's hard to think. It's hard to think about somebody else coming in and running, helping run a household. And true, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and I, I, I look forward to the day, but it hadn't happened yet. And so I think that's just been the hardest thing. And I think I've, you know, you you've got a good little womb kind of thing going here, and I think sometimes it scares you to think, okay, what's that going to get stretched to? So I've heard some friends that are single say like, oh, I don't like that. Everybody makes marriage kind of the end all be all, yeah. you know, like that's the, that's the goal or whatever. Do you go through times where you think, oh, that is the goal or have you made peace with like, you know what? No, it's not. I'm not going to say made peace. Um, and I'm not going to say I'm complacent. It's a funny place and it kind of ebbs and flows. You know, I've, I've seen relationships that God, I'm jealous of, man, I want that. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen some and I think, oh, Lord, you saved me from that one. You know, yeah. Uh, it, I don't want to be there. And, you know, it's so hard to see friends go through divorces and families disrupted and kids hurt and all this stuff. And but has it made me not want to be married? No. Right. Uh, it's made me be really picky. And then I'm I'm not going to I don't I know this. If God's plan is not for me to be married, I'm not going to be real happy about that. But I can do it. I have it. And, and I can be a good mom. I can be a good family member. I can run a business. I can be a good church member, community member, whatever. It doesn't define me. I think there was a period in time that I felt like it did, but it doesn't define me anymore. Right, right. Hey, quick break from the show to thank our first sponsor, me. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't have a sponsor. But I would love to hear your feedback on the show. So find me on Instagram at Kara Dawn Z. That's K-A-R-A. D-A-W-N-Z and message me your thoughts and if you have any people you think would be a good fit for the show, tell me. Also something that helps me so much is if you'll take a second to write a review and leave a rating on iTunes. Okay, do those things and you'll be my best friend and I'll invite you to all my birthday parties. Bye!
So are you feeling the things of like, this is the last everything right now? Or what are you, how's it feeling with a senior? Oh, just because you break down in the photography studio when you <laughs> see your pictures, you know, it is weird. And, and it, it's a real pull between, you know what, we made it and this is where she's supposed to be. And uh-uh, you're not getting her. Right. You know. <laughs> uh, you know, you kind of hate for your National Honor Society student to fail so she'd have to repeat a year. But <laughs> but you might rig it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It's it's bittersweet. And then as a single person, you kind of go, wow, what's yeah. the world going to be like? You know, so it's a, it's kind of an odd struggle. It's probably the absolute reverse of what it was before I became a mom. You know, how am I, what am I going to do with a kid? Right. And I'm going to be like, what am I going to do with that kid in the house? Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Be I may be borrowing babies from you, Kara. Hey, I might let you borrow them. <laughs> I know. It is It is so, I always love hearing from moms in different phases than me because, I mean, the grass is always greener. Like, I am I can so quickly say, oh, and they can just do this themselves or when they can just do whatever, then life will be better. But I do realize, you know, while life physically is a little harder and for me now, and we're kind of tired a lot and yeah. it's, it's requires a lot physically. I think it probably will be a whole new level when it's like hard emotionally. Yeah. And that your kid is being hurt or they're hurting other kids. I mean, just all those dynamics of when they're actually able to think for themselves and feel like that brings a whole nother. You know, you have that, oh my gosh, if I have I done my job? Have I instilled in her kindness and all these things? And, you know, is God big enough in her heart? And uh, who's going to protect her when she's gone? And, you know, all those things from what happens if she gets flat tire. But um, it's what's supposed to happen. Right. It's the natural progression of things. So is it hard to like, give more and more freedom as they get older because you don't want them to make bad choices. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. It's it's kind of funny, you know, and then you think, God, am I doing it right? Am I helicopter mom or you know, am I cool mom or what am I? You <laughs> what know? kind of mom and, am I? Yeah. Grace had a situation the other day that um, there's a place in town that's, you know, supposedly haunted and everybody wants to go to it. And some kids were going to go break in. And they're great kids, but they just made a really stupid decision. Right. And, and Grace said, I can't go. My mom will kill me. <laughs> and she came home and she goes, I hope you're happy. So, and I laughed because I said, that's not why I want you to not do things. But I'm okay that yeah. you didn't do that. You know, She's got a healthy fear right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Well, I think it's so cool, um, too, knowing that you own... A business. I love learning from other businesswomen. And how long have you been working for your the company you're at right now? <laughs> well, I jokingly say I've actually got a paycheck for 28 years. <laughs> but uh, were you child labor when you were growing yeah. up? <laughs> so uh, yeah, but 28 years. That makes me sound really old. <laughs> I won't ask you how old you are on here, but she's 29. Everybody. That's right. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm 51 and I'm proud of it. And that's um, good. Yeah. I always tell everybody I've just now hit midlife. So. That's right. You got a lot ahead of you. What is your title? It's officially president. Oh, no big deal. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> to me, my dad's a boss, but he's retiring a little bit every day. So right. changes. Right. So yeah. That's so cool. What has that been like? I mean, have you felt supported and empowered as a woman in business and that you've been able to empower other people? Or how has that been? 
How's that been for you? It's it been a little bit of both. I mean, family-wise, yeah, absolutely empowered. Um, when I first started, it was a very male-dominated industry. And our industry is kind of weird. And the easiest way to explain it is it's kind of identity. We either identify people or products or processes, mm-hmm. everything from ATM cards to photo IDs to student safety, active shooter, things like that. So it's a right. really diverse thing that we do. Have you ever made a fake ID for your daughter? <laughs> for a friend, maybe? Uh, you know, have I been offered good money to do that? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I bet. You know, I was really lucky, Kara, because our industry has a a group of people that kind of do the same thing we do throughout the U.S. and Canada. And we meet twice a year and it's a networking program, but it's it's really even closer than that. It's kind of like a little brotherhood. And I was raised with some around some really strong people, male and female in this market that kind of took me in and said, you know, watch out for this. Think about this. And it's been really cool because now uh, I guess I'm one of the elder or senior people in the group and you kind of get to return that favor. So that's really neat. And, you know, just like in any family dynamic, there's some days I want to rip your head off. And the other days I'm so grateful that we're all right. going to work together. So, <laughs> so true. I, yeah, I was very strongly supported and it's been it's kind of fun. That's awesome. Did you always growing up, did you always know you wanted to be a part of your dad's company or is it just something that happened? Heck no. To work for your dad, <laughs> that's like the ultimate giveaway, you know, Oh. I thought I wanted to be, I wanted to be a special education teacher and coach. Oh, you would be so good at that. <laughs> you know what? I got in there and working with, I love Special Olympics and do some, I've done stuff with them off and on, but um, the government and the bureaucracy in that, it's kind of like the test for academic standards and stuff. I get that, but it's a whole different group of students that you're working with. I just thought, you know what? I could do more outside the classroom and I would be fighting the stupid rules in the classroom. So I got in there and that wasn't what I wanted to do. But, you know, it's it's fun with business because one of, I'm going to say one of my little passions or one of my little pet projects is we work with a group called Kids Kids out of Dallas, which works with kids that are uh, chronically or terminally ill. And it, it's kind of a reprieve for them and their families. And they take them to Disneyland as a whole family unit. And they're with other kids and families that are kind of struggling with these tough illnesses or tough diagnosis. And it just gives them a feeling of like, you know, we, we're, we're normal on our own little odd yes. deal. And so I feel like because we work with them and do some things with them, that I'm still kind of getting to, to help with that. Right. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. So that's that's one of my favorite things right now. Charlotte also had some really great business advice. When when you're around a group of your peers at first, shut up and listen. <laughs> Don't try to come in there and completely revamp how everything needs to be done because you're energetic and all this. Listen and, and be honorable to the people that have kind of paved that pathway in front of you and learn from them. And then there'll come a time that it's time to speak and a time to, to stand up and you know, I've been involved in this organization that we're part of for, for 28 years. And a couple years into it, I actually got on the board of directors and served on the board of directors for 12 years. But it wasn't until I really listened and understood what these different businesses were going through to where I could figure out what, what could I do to be a helpmate. Yeah. And I would tell anybody, you know, it's great to climb the ladder. It's great to be enthusiastic and try things. But if you don't understand the processes that went through and, and honor the people that have done that and be, and be respectful to it, if I go in there like I am the greatest thing since sliced bread, 
I'm gone. Yeah, right. You got to, you know, you got to be respectful about it. What encouragement do you have for moms working outside the home? I think first off that some days feeling like you are the scum of the earth because you're working and leaving your kid at home is okay. I know it's okay to feel that way and it's not going to feel that bad tomorrow. Breathe. You're in a role that you've got to do what you got to do. And God's going to take care of it and your kid's going to love you. And he's going to open up opportunity for you to have that time with that child one-on-one that you need it and sit down and do homework with your kid and do what you need to do to get that time together with them. Mm -hmm. But it's okay if you don't feel good about it every day. And it's okay to tell God that you're really kind of ticked off about it every day. Yeah. Because things already kind of got that figured out. You know, <laughs> that's kind of one of my big revelations is I'm not hiding anything from him. Right. But it, it's okay to take pride in what you want to do. Yeah. You know, just like anything else in moderation, if that's your total focus, man, that's going to hurt down the road somewhere because you've got to give up something. Right. And uh, the best thing you can do is just try to take it all in equal, equal measure and know that there's seasons for everything. And it's okay to, you know, I've been asked to be back on the board of this organization and I just, it's not my season. Right. And so those opportunities will come back around. Just take them when you can. Right. Exactly. And I do think too, it's important to, for everybody to just know where you are and be okay with that and not put other people's like what they think is right or wrong on you. Because I have seen a lot of moms who are like, I can't even imagine working outside the home. Well, some yeah. people are totally wired that way and they can't imagine being at home all the time. <laughs> I think I would have lost my mind being home <laughs> all the time. I really do. You know, it, maybe it's with a little age or whatnot. When you finally hit that point that I'm not going to tell you, I don't care what people think, but I don't care near as much as I used to. Um, It's okay. You know, there's been gifts that my kids got by herself. The kids, you know, one of my best friends has five kids. She can't do all the things that maybe just me and Grace get to do. And that's okay. Right. I don't know. When you just relax, when you just feel like you can kind of breathe where you're at, that you know you've got that ultimate partner that's going to get you through that, whether it's it's not your mate, if that's what you're thinking. Yeah. (laughs) And and you know that that's where your direction is going to come from or your recourse whenever you try to take off in your own direction. When you're able to relax in that and know that you don't have to be all things to all people. To me, that's when I really enjoyed getting to be able to be a mom and run a business and be part of my family. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good. Well, okay. So I want to ask you what I ask each guest at the end of the show. And that is, if you could tell yourself, you could go back five or 10 years, or you could pick more than that and tell yourself one thing, what would it be? Well, the bad part is I think I could pick about 30 things. (laughs) I think it's that you're worthy. I'm worthy. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to screw up major and I'm not going to understand and I'm not going to know the right things. And I'm going to be angry when I shouldn't be in a million things. But you know what? The bottom line is I am worthy and that's not going to change regardless of what I do. Right. And so, you know, I I didn't fit the mold. So therefore, I'm not worthy. Mm. No, what the world sees is not what matters. So that's right. No, that that to me would be my biggest thing. I love it. Well, thank you, Sharla, so much for coming and being on the show this week. Kara, thank you so much. And I got to tell you, I was blessed to know both your parents. And I love your little daddy. But you got a whole lot of your mama in you. Well, thank you. That's There's not a better compliment I could get. 
Wait, don't tune out just yet. I have a special little message from Sharla's daughter, Grace. Hey mom, I just wanted to let you know how much I appreciate you. You always put my needs before yours and it doesn't go unseen. I love you and thank you for everything you've done. Ah, love it. Head on over to headedsomeplace.com for a couple extras Sharla has for you, like the most influential book she's ever read, one has to do with business, one adoption, and she shares the music she's listening to and loving right now. As always, thank you for listening. Share this show with a friend. Don't forget to leave a review if you haven't already. Find me on Instagram at Kara Dawn Z, K-A-R-A-D-A-W-N-Z. Music today by The Light Parade at youtube.com slash The Light Parade. And I hope today you feel a little less alone and a little more encouraged.